This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Welcome to Project Sanctus' official podcast, With Love and Justice for All. Isn't that right? With Love and Justice for All? I don't know what happens to me, Ogan. It's like I blank out in the middle of the title. Um, with Love and Justice for All, I'm Reverend Kelly Isla. I'm here with my partner in crime consciousness and co-creation, Reverend Ogan Holder. And as I said, this is our official podcast. And this is the place where we have conversations around embodied anti-racism, around dismantling oppression in pretty much any form, because oppression comes in a lot of different, um, looks a lot of different ways, and really focusing on fostering liberation for uh, for everybody, but our, our focus tends to be on the challenges that arise as uh, individuals, as spiritual seekers, um, including, you know, spiritual communities. Whenever we start, we always want to thank our listeners. We always want to thank our subscribers because they come from all over the world. I think we've covered pretty much every state in the U.S. And I know there's more than 30 countries around the world, um, South Africa, Mexico, Morocco, the United Kingdom, um, Algeria, Germany, Australia, New Zealand. I love that we're global. It makes me, um, makes me happy. So if you'd like to join in the conversation from wherever you are uh, around the world, you can message us on Facebook or Instagram and use our handle at GetOurHolyOn. You can also leave a message at 413-438-4659, which also stands for 413-GetHoly, because Get Holy is our tagline. It's kind of our mission. It's our practice. Hi, Ogan. Uh, hi. I, I I love that you asked me about uh, Blanken um, <laughs> on, on names and stuff. I don't know that I'm going to be much help to you. I mean, I can't tell you how many st- sentences I started recently and was like, wait, how did I get here again? What am I talking about? I so, know. you know, but hey, I, I, I revel in your faith in me. Um, and also, you know... They, but they it's say the name should... of our podcast. Like, how do you blank out on that? I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Listen, there was one time I forgot I had a kid. So, and, and when I, and it wasn't that long ago either. Okay, I feel better. So, so yeah, so it's okay. These things, these things happen, and they say you should never give a lot of like behind the scenes info. Um, uh, that you present your best foot forward. So yes, we 
you mentioned Morocco in that list of countries that listens. It may it may just be my partner who live in who lives in Casablanca. She might be the she might be the one Morocco stat. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to dig into the uh, the the details the, uh, behind that. But uh, but yeah. But if it is, thank you for listening. <laughs> I I appreciate it. <laughs> the things we do for love, anyways. Uh, yes, good to be here again. And um, before we jump into our conversation today, which is which, fair warning, might send some of you into a bit of an existential spiral. But hey, welcome, welcome to our world. Um, yeah, it's not the first time. It probably won't be the last. Probably won't be the last. Um, always a reminder of our ongoing activities, especially if there are any of you who are new listeners. Um, we have our affinity groups, which meet every first and third Wednesday on Zoom, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And this is a safe space where we come and have discussions around dismantling or just deconstruction and covering our own internalized um, oppressive traits. And sometimes these are really um, fun, engaging conversations. Sometimes they're awkward and challenging and difficult and that's that's the whole point we can't we can't do this work we can't do deconstruction work without it becoming challenging sometimes so um so yeah first and third wednesdays um and we also i also run a men's group that's every second and fourth wednesdays um and you can visit uh, revoganholder.com slash men for that it's not on the project Sanctus website what is on the Project Sanctus website, which is projectsanctus.com, is the affinity group's information and also our conscious anti-racism self-paced course. We know that for some of you trying to squeeze something new into your calendar, a new appointment, a new time is next to impossible. And, you know, we are also of the um, the mantra of, of rest is a form of resistance. So you may not want to try and squeeze in another meeting. You want to maybe do some work on your own. So if you really want to engage in what is essentially anti-racism as a spiritual practice, if you want to be conscious about your anti-racism work, this course is for you. It's self-based. You do it in your own time, uh, whenever you want to check in. Uh, we have some economic justice pricing plans. So depending on where you are financially, hopefully there's a price to meet your need. And if there isn't, reach out to us and let us know. And we'll see what we can work around. We're uh, we're very happy with that. Um, we're working now to put part two of it together um, and hope you check it out. And finally, as always, we really would appreciate and we love those of you who help keep the lights on, keep the bills paid with your donations. Um, and you can find uh, where to give that on our website as well, projectsanctus.com slash donate. And while you're there, sign up for a newsletter so that you are kept abreast with what's going on. Uh, we usually put one out uh, at least one a week, sometimes every two weeks, which reminds me, I haven't done ours for the week yet. I should maybe get on that. <laughs> Afterwards. Yeah. See, don't rely on me to be the one to keep us on track. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, it takes the village. So, uh, so today's conversation is a direct result of the book group that we just wrapped up. We have... Uh, we call it our 846 book group, and we dig into some really like thought-provoking, challenging um, publications to to help us along in this journey. 
Um, and we recently did one that I tell you, it might have been the one that sent people into yeah. like more, <laughs> more of an existential spiral than anything we've ever done before. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, you know, we, it's those of you who ever teach do a class, especially online classes, you know, there's a natural rate of attrition. Like all the people who show up at the beginning are not necessarily all the ones who are going to be there at the end. Right, people have scheduling conflicts. Some people just like go like, you know what, this may not be what I thought it was. I signed up for maybe you know six weeks is too long. I I have the bandwidth before, so there's usually a natural drop off. I think this book that we just did had our largest attrition rate ever because this this book this book was a tough one. This yeah. book had people basically questioning the meaning of their very existence, which is no small thing. Yeah. Um, and, and their part in the world. The book I'm talking about is Hospicing uh, Modernity. Um, and what's the author's name? We don't have it in our notes. That's Vanessa, Vanessa Andreotti. There you go. Hospicing, Hospicing Modernity. Um, the full title is Facing Humanities. So it's Hospicing Modernity, Facing Humanities Wrongs if that's not enough of a title to right. catch you right away facing yeah. humanity's wrongs and the implications for social activism uh vanessa what is the name olivera right well she goes by vanessa um andriotti oh okay so. all right but if you if you're looking for the author name when you look it up it's vanessa machado de olivera yeah so so this book yeah um and you, you, you know it's going to be a some you know it's going to be a journey when the author herself like in the introduction to the book lists all the reasons you might not want to read this book i've never seen that before right I know. it's like here's why you should read my book right so it, she's not clearly not into sales <laughs> Clear, clearly not it, or or really she, Really, maybe she's playing, doing sales at like a 4D chess level and we out here just playing like, yeah. you know, checkers. Um, but, but yeah, so it's, it's, it is, it is a very challenging read because, and we've said, we've said this before, we've said, you know, it's not a matter of if you are complicit in upholding systems of oppression, it's, it's a matter of how, yeah. how are you? Right. We all because we were born into and have been socialized and internalized traits of the systems of oppression. The big three we look at are, you know, capitalism, patriarchy and, and white supremacy. We've internalized traits of them. Many of them are unconscious and they affect how we live, how we make decisions, all the things. Um, so, so that's not news to any of you listening here who've been working with us or, you know, heard our previous podcast. But she really goes into this, like she really, really drills down into that piece of it. And her invitation is to realize that we can't, as a human species, really create what's next, what true postmodernity, until we hospice modernity out, because modernity is already a concept. You know, built on these systems of oppression that's already breaking down. It's killing us, it's killing the planet, it's not sustainable, it's going to die. It's it's like the death throes have already begun. So we have a choice. We could, you know, go down with the ship, or we can 
consciously um, co-create whatever our next evolution of human existence is. But the trick is we can't do it within the same confines, context, parameters of modernity, right? And like we can't even begin to contemplate what's beyond modernity because we are so mired in it and so part of the problem of sustaining it so yeah so it's kind of like that whole what is it catch 22 sort of situation yeah yeah very much you know it's the um you know deactivating our colonial habits of being uh, so we have to know what those are um if we're going to have a decolonial future and and really and she talks about it you know as gesturing towards which is uh because you can't imagine from the colonial imagination you're in right now she refers to it as gesturing towards so we're we're kind of reaching out you know gesturing or what we're doing not knowing the outcome um but but by hospicing the worlds that are dying around us um with care she says with care and with integrity um as well as giving attention to the lessons these deaths offer while at the same time we're assisting with the birth of something new that's hopefully wiser um and not suffocating you know what's some that something new the potentially wiser with our own projections because then we're just back into the the colonial uh habits again so it is a in some ways a catch-22 and having to you know it's it's about facing our own complicity facing our own you know colonial thinking facing our own um ways of being and doing um and being willing you know we really it takes a lot of courage right to one to admit that you are complicit with a violent system with an unsustainable system and all of those implications it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of um it takes a lot of practice and huge amounts of humility and accountability a lot of accountability she talks about um so connecting with collective pain past present and future and um i love the her word gesturing towards and 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 that I think is perhaps one of the most frustrating parts of the Western mind reading this book. I don't want to be gestured towards, I want to be there. <laughs> right. And I want you to tell me, I want to tell you exactly what it's going to be like when I get there and what's the quickest way to get there. Right. Yeah. That's, that's Western mind think. And, and this work is anything, anything, but which I think give our readers, the folks in our book group, uh, just, just the devil of a time. And I think what was also hard to, accepts is that you know um it it's it's nothing to go like oh yes those um with with extreme places of privilege those who um you know tend to automatically belong to the more oppressive class so you know straight white men basically and and their immediate surroundings sure we can look to them and go yes you guys are part of the problem it's really, really hard for those who are already on the margins, those who are already oppressed, those who are already suffering. It's really hard for them to hear or to look at them and say, yes, you too are also part of the problem. 
uh, as well. And that's a really tough pill to swallow, yeah. right? But but again, the reality is that it's it's the only system we know, it's the only system we've been brought up in, and even even those on the margins striving for uh, equality, equity, striving to uh, rise in the hierarchy, trying to occupy those spaces of power. Those those are the spaces that have been built by modernity, been built by the systems of oppression. So in trying to get into them, in many ways, you know, we go in thinking like we will transform those spaces. And as long as the spaces still exist that were built on these systems of oppression, yeah, we can't, with, with, you know, that thing Orger Lord said, we can't use the master's tool to, to dismantle the master's house. Uh, right. But that's sort of kind of what it looks like. And that's not to say that they shouldn't be more diverse BIPOC voices in places of power. Absolutely, there should be. And at the same time, it's maintaining those systems of power. So again, lots of just like existential, you know, head ringing sort of <laughs> things we got out of this book that again, I don't know. For, we start, for a we good started... healthy dose of existential angst. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. The one I, I remember the it. one I got the one that I got hung up on was like, can we even begin to complete contemplate what it means to be human outside of the system of modernity? And I was like, Bleh. that's when my brain melted a little bit, right? That's when my brain melted. But but to her credit, she she um uses lots of stories, metaphors, illustrations pulled out from her um both as a result of her in, uh, indigenous upbringing, she's uh, partially indigenous, um, and and because of all the, not work with, but the experience of being with indigenous communities, um, she she brings so much insight into into the book because these you know again indigenous communities existed before the colonial times. Before before the dark times right. and uh, and many of them and many of them are still living holding on to striving to uh, pass on their indigenous knowledge and wisdom to each other and um and we can and we can learn from that and again that itself is problematic because you know there's a thin line between learning from and exploiting and um yeah. and all the things but um, but yes, so today we are going to talk about one of, I think, the more uh, easy to, easy is such a bad word to use when it comes to this work. One of the, one of the more uh, understandable or can, can begin to wrap my mind around concepts that she introduces for us as individuals and communities to begin to shift, shift our way of, of, of seeing ourselves, seeing the world, our ways of being. That we can begin to to disinvest ourselves from mater, mater, I almost said maternity, modernity, <laughs> modernity. Um, and and she uses the acronym the acronym. Why can't I talk today? The acronym compost, compost. And she talks about us composting our shit. We have to compost our shit. <sighs> All right, I think I should stop talking now because I clearly can't. <laughs> well, it's a um, 
compost. So she uses the term compost uh, in part because it's, uh, you know, hospicing modernity is, um, you know, we have these harmful modern colonial habits um, that can't be stopped just by intellect, certainly not by good intentions, not by spiritual, you know, artistic or embodied practices alone. Um, and we have these modern colonial addictions to, you know, consuming knowledge, to self-actualization. You know, I'm, <laughs> I think I've grown, um, like, I don't want to hear the words, uh, you know, ascended or, um, you know, higher or, you know, when people talk about consciousness and spiritual practices, I just, I find myself, you know, inside kind of going, because um, I'm, I'm wanting expanded, not elevated or higher, you know. So these addictions we have to self-actualization, to, um, you know, to critiquing, um, you know, um, to alternatives like like when you hear people say you know overhaul something you you don't overhauling something is just taking a a modern you know the modernity the colonial thinking and putting different wrapping paper on it you know there's you don't overhaul you know it's about disinvesting in it and so composting uh, she uses that because we are you know, in modernity, we're really, and in our journey in life, and especially in spiritual circles, I see this a lot, but but in life in general, we're very much, you know, attracted to, you know, the sun and the flowers and peace and harmony and the things that feel comfortable, the things that inspire, that, that um, you know, kind of wake us up, uh, that lift us up, that you know, the hope and, and all of these, you know, things and feelings and, you know, even looking out at, at, uh, at earth, right? We, we, we love looking at the canyons and we love looking at the lush green forests and, you know, fields of flowers, but we don't talk about, um, you know, the landfills and we don't talk about, you know, the, the, you know, uh, anything, any, any place within nature that is, you know, kind of the the ick, that's not what we would normally be embracing. So what she's pointing to when she talks about composting and composting our shit is as much as we embrace all of those things, the flowers, the sun, you know, spiritual growth, being in community that lift us up, it's every bit as important to compost the shit, which is the broken and the fucked up and the the um the ugly and you know about us individually and collectively like embracing all of that to the same degree that we embrace all of the you know what we might label as the good you know or in the inspiring so she uses the analogy of composting because that's you know many of us are familiar with composting and it has for me it has a a life like affirming uh feeling to it it's generative you know people compost because it creates something fertile that then you use you know in your garden um and i think composting you know keeps us out of um out of you know a continued disillusionment or a continued being disenchanted i just i was doing a class last night and, and, you know, there was 14 people and, 
four of them were in this place of, I'm just tired. I don't know where my joy went. I don't know, you know, um, I don't feel joyful. I, I don't have a playful, I know I used to be playful. And so that disillusionment and disenchantment. Um, and so composting our shit, composting <clears throat> um, the what we might call the waste makes new fertile soil um, so that, you know, the possibility for existence whatever that looks like that we don't know what it looks like but it can emerge um, so i really like the plus i had we had a composting pile growing up and um you know we'd go throw the garbage in there and but the only part i didn't like about it was you periodically had to get a shovel and sort of turn things over and i'm like that's too much work i don't want to work that hard yeah yeah well i mean that's 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 the internal work too. You got to go in and turn things over. Yes. Um, and and often often we we can do that intentionally. Um, or you know life life will throw things at us that makes the turning over happen. Yeah. So so there's 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 no avoid in it. Uh, we 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 got to do it. And um, so we might as well do it. I think more intentionally because when we do it intentionally with with a strategy it's i find for me it's a lot less traumatic yeah. um uh, as well so uh so let's go through let's go through what composting or shit really looks like and again as we said um it's uh, it's an acronym for um she she describes it as a list of minimum requirements of capacities practices and dispositions you might need to develop in order to do the kind of work uh, that she describes. In order yeah, to minimum. Do the hospice and work. Minimum, yes. Right. Right. A minimum. A minimum. Right. So, uh, so the C in compost stands for capacity. We get to develop the capacity for holding space for painful and difficult things that are irritating and overwhelming without being immobilized or wanting to be cuddled or rescued mm. capacity for holding space and we know how much we all love to hold space for difficult things <laughs> you, you alluded to it you alluded to it earlier um you know especially in new thought spiritual circles yeah. uh, and new age spiritual circles there's that tendency just to be bliss bunnies focus on the good um don't you know don't 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 entertain sit in in the in the in the discomfort avoid the discomfort label discomfort as conflict and conflict's not good if we're in conflict we're not doing our spirituality right yeah so we're doing something wrong yeah we're, we're doing we're doing something wrong now to to its credit a lot of that attitude i think has sort of shifted in the last couple of years however however the there's still that sense of 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 russian urgency okay have i sat in it long enough <laughs> right 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 you know you know i'm done now turn on the light i'm 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 done i'm done i've sat in it and nothing's changed so clearly right, right. This isn't, oh my this god isn't working. That's, that's so true i've sat in it nothing changed oh my god yes yeah 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 sit in you know so therefore let's find something else or the sit-in in it doesn't work and again the the sitting is in it. Yeah, the sitting in it is not a magic spell that makes things go away. That suddenly makes you feel better. Um, that's not what 
the, the holding space is about or or needing to be rescued from it if if anything else if anything it might make you feel worse initially because you're you're no longer avoiding the discomfort um but you know i'll speak for myself when i when i sit in the discomfort long enough i often get led to what what are like the core wounds or attachment underneath everything that made me feel uncomfortable in the first place right like why why don't i want this feeling or why don't i want the thing that got me to this feeling because i got some internalized shit that i haven't processed that i haven't composted um and sometimes again it's very unconscious until i take the time to sit in it so yes can you inc can we increase our capacity for holding space for the painful and difficult things for the overwhelm well there, there's a responsibility in that <clears throat> you know the other piece um about all of this is that it's a collective thing it has to be um yeah to hospice modernity and imagine an unimaginable world has you can't it's collective there's no you know it's individuals doing something collectively but um uh it, it's we're so used to doing everything alone um you know that rugged individualism so just keep that in mind as we you know keep moving through um you know the, this acronym of compost yeah I'm gonna go it's on a to both, the, i was gonna say it's a both and both the individual yeah. and the collective work the both and yeah, yeah. all right so the O uh, in compost is owning, meaning owning up to one's complicity and implication in harm. And this is a tough one. Um, mostly individuals don't really want to own up to their complicity because uh, then there's a tendency to take it on as shame. But it's um, and and you you know it, it, that can happen and it it's this is where the you know in this work of hospicing modernity the self-awareness you know really w being able to witness ourselves and not go into the so far into the emotion that there's this guilt and shame but rather oh here's how i'm complicit here's how i am you know implicated in harm in violence in unsustainability um which is what's needed to maintain the world as we know it right if we want the pleasures and the certainties and securities that we enjoy today then we just then we just keep doing what we've done and so owning up to our complicity and how as you said earlier not when or if i'm propping up a system but how uh, is really really important and it can be very humbling and it can be a challenge which is why this is not individual work right doing it collectively allows me to 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 notice and learn and see how i am implicit in something and how i am contributing to to keeping modernity alive rather than hospicing it um, and doing that together and and understanding and having someone hold my hand and me hold other people's hands as we kind of you know keep moving forward into the future with no certainty that's the huge one that's a huge you know having a you know people that question you know well what do i do 
what do I do? What, what, what am I supposed to do? It, it, as though there's a destination, you know, or makes us feel more certain or we feel more secure. And so the O is owning up um, that there isn't those certainties and securities and really owning up to how, you know, each day I'm complicit in perpetuating the modernity. Yeah. And the, and the, and the owning up, and the owning up invites us to consider alternatives. Mm. It doesn't mean that we have to, unless we are in a place where we can, it doesn't mean that we have to dismantle a thing. So for example, you know, we actually had a real life example in the book group of, of a, you know, participant who, you know, ran out of printer cartridges and, and needed some and, and ordered some from Amazon to be delivered the next day. And, and she was in a place of angst because she's like, you know, I know that. She goes, well, I know now that, you know, Amazon is built on a platform of exploitation and I don't want to be part of that anymore. But I needed my printed cartridges. I had to get this thing printed by tomorrow and there was no place locally selling them. What was I supposed to do? So she goes, I ordered my printed cartridges from Amazon and felt bad about it the whole time. <laughs> Right. So so we know at this point, if Amazon ceased to exist tomorrow, it, it it like it would be it would be hard. Right. I mean, to to Amazon, not Amazon's credit, but to the credit of services like Amazon, you know, for example, pe people who who don't have access to a lot of products and services can can get those. Right, Amazon and delivery services like that were godsend during COVID. So it's like, doesn't mean we, you know, shut down Amazon tomorrow. It doesn't mean, but it is an invitation to realize, oh, I need to really look at my buying habits. I really need to look at my spending habits. Who do I buy from? Who do I spend from? Um, sort of deal, and and to really, and to really dig in, um, as, and also to be a voice for those who work. In Amazon, I mean, I have another choice. Remember, way few episodes back, we yeah. had uh, we had guest uh, Nell Geyser, who was a labor organizer, and talked about the struggle of Amazon workers to unionize, right, and 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 create better working conditions. So, so there's there's multiplicity of ways when we own up, then we can be step into action, but don't feel like like, oh my God, this means I have to stop ordering things through the mail, or I can't stream TV anymore, or I have to give up my computer because my computer and my phone are made from, you know, precious metals that are creating all sorts of conflict in places like the Congo. It, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, we're not, we're not telling you, you know, go live in a cave, but we're saying that, or asking, do we take the time to own up to it and then begin to examine where we're at which leads to maturity and in compost is for maturity to interrupt the self-infantilization to face and work on individual and collective shit rather than denying or dumping it onto others or spreading it around so when we say self-infantilization right for me, that brings up the idea of complaining, whining, seeing myself as a victim, seeing mm. seeing myself in a place of like, well, there's nothing I can do about this now. The die is cast, a place of helplessness and also hopelessness yeah. um, as well. And then also the idea of, as she said, shifting shift blame, 
Like, you know, it's all the billionaires' fault. Well, right. yeah, some of it is. Some of it is. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hold them accountable. And because I'm not a billionaire does not mean there's nothing I can do or that it's it's hopeless for me or I don't, you know, can I be mature to take a look at myself and and work on on my shit and and the shit of the families, communities, organizations that I am a part of and have those challenging conversations. Yeah. It's um we uh <clears throat> it's we self-infantilize, I think, more than we may realize. Uh that that um moving quickly into that, you know, hopeless or helpless um you know you get an overwhelm of oh my god i can't do all this or this is way too much and so we just you know it's like letting somebody else take care of it um you know it's the the things that we say and that we do and that we think that are generally associated with children that's what self-infantilization is um and and it, it's the um you know demonstrates our maturity or lack thereof um and getting stuck and just not making decisions right um not taking responsibility not you know the accountability um not making decisions we just whenever we get stuck and i don't know what to do it's very um uh you know colonial settler thinking to just be overwhelmed confused and step back and i i don't know like and and just have this thought that someone else will take care of it and and sometimes it's not even conscious someone else will take care of it it's just a it's a default this is too much i can't do this you know i need an adultier adult <laughs> of which i don't think we have those i don't well well, uh, well you know that's not true that's not true we tend to sometimes elevate people to those positions right the, mm -hmm. the spiritual gurus the the, yeah. the 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 leaders who we or in 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 any specific field that we look to and we and we and we elevate them you know uh esther perel um the you know the well-known like sex relationship um therapist says this thing about you know sometimes we end up in roles that we didn't audition for mm. and uh, when she's talked about relationships but this but this is the same thing right um we 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 look we look to others to give us the answers rather than realize oh wait the answer is me doing my own composting my own deconstruction my own my own shifting um the and like what do we always say that the answers lie within um and within is a very uncomfortable challenge and journey yeah, as well well you know and if if just uh, i'm gonna it's sort of backing up a little bit uh if you know if someone's not familiar with composting it's you know composting is is this um you know it is the activity of decaying right like if you think about a compost box a compost heat or a heap or you know whatever it's it's organic material that's decaying and so that's what we're composting. We're composting. We're taking organic material um, that, you know, in this case is the shit, and and helping it decay, right? And and using it 
to to create the you know fertile soil because it's not you know whatever we're composting is not um you know it's not completely useless there are um it's that's one of the things to remember when you know in composting shit is is through our maturity through discernment through accountability finding the there are you know some pieces um that we do carry forward some gifts you know of modernity but i i tend to lean towards let's not focus on the gifts because it's easy to go back there and and not look at the you know the broken what she calls the broken fucked up ugly yeah that needs composting and 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 as you mentioned earlier as well we tend to fixate on the pretty and the nice and the new yeah and not the compost so like you know we sure we like when we have our gardens and that that landscaping truck backs up and dumps the compost on our garden beds because we know that's going to feed our plants and our flowers and our trees and things you know in springtime will be beautiful and we're focusing on the flowers that spring from the nutrition of the compost but we're not really asking ourselves about the compost itself right right um and stinks frankly it what well, it smells like shit because it is <laughs> it is decay right so so um so 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 that's part of our work how do we get comfortable with decay with death with dying with transmutation messy trans transmutation right we always just want the enlightened ascended part of it not the not the gritty dirty stuff and that's that's what this is asking for um as well um let's go on to, to the pee and compost. Us, sorry yeah it leads us into the pause yes it does right? the pause of narcissistic hedonistic and fixing compulsions i don't like the fact that i might have to pause from hedonism i'm a big fan of hedonism <laughs> like bring it on narcissism yes sure the fixing compulsion i get that and i get that the western mind really has this like obsession with with fixing things right and um but so so that's that's my that's my work 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 on the hedonism part of it because i remember i remember you know we've talked about like pleasure activism and for me there's a there's a thin line between pleasure and hedonism yes yeah nice nice gray area i like to i like to waltz around in but anyways um but we have to pause these compulsions in order to identify interrupt and disinvest from harmful desires, entitlements, projections, fantasies, and idealizations. Pause to identify, interrupt, and disinvest from harmful desires, entitlements, projections, fantasies, and idealizations. And for me, of those, of all that, that that word interrupts really jumps up for me at least because so much of this is just unconscious habit. And the only way we can get and, and something's got to interrupt it. Something's got to interrupt that, like we become so accustomed to being in life this way. Yeah. Well, and I uh, interrupt. I, I, you know, and I would go even further to disrupt. <laughs> um, mm, yeah. Interrupt for me actually has uh, it reminds me of, <clears throat> you know, TV used to be, you know, when it, when a special news thing, like you're watching a show and then it breaks in with this breaking news, blah, blah, blah has happened. 
and then they say, you know, we interrupt you to bring you this special news, and now we return you to your regularly scheduled program. So interrupt for me is a break, but disrupt to, for me is interrupt, and we don't return to our regularly scheduled program. Like we, mm. we to disrupt yeah. is we go to a different, you know, the channel gets changed. The uh, which is, I think, you know, when she says disinvest from harmful desires, entitlements, projections, fantasies, the idealizations, I think that's that uh, the disinvest would probably be the disrupt um, yeah. piece of it. But I really, uh, I really identify with this last piece of it, the entitlements, but the idealizations. It, idealizations are so, um, they just drive spiritual communities, uh, drive spiritual principles drive especially in new thought there's this like this ideal spiritual person or this ideal you know you hear it often this perfect pattern of the christ or something and i'm like it's an idealization that i don't yeah no i don't i don't want to talk about i don't want to it's it i i understand the language of it however like the intention but i'm looking at the impact and the impact is is that people learn to just disconnect from the shit right and 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 bypass because yes it's like we, we're just going to focus on the on the what on the perfection that we imagine it to be yeah right um and we and we forget we forget the distinction between like the 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 idealized um uh, absolute image of things versus the the relative reality the relative reality seems a bit redundant but you know what i mean the <laughs> the, the relative the relative experience of the five century world which which you know when when we take the spiritual bypass into an extreme what we say is oh this five century world doesn't matter things are just going to be the way that they are we're going to evolve into something transcendent and we don't really have a saying that anyway. So let's just focus on 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 connecting to the absolute, which does not, which is again sounds good on paper, but it's really an avoidance tactic. Yeah. And 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 what what I always used to have trouble with is that sure. But then when you look at the the avatars and the great saints and leaders that you projected, none of them did that. They were always they were always in the shit with the shittiest of people. Right. right. With the with, with the outcasts, with the marginalized, with the folks striving for liberation and independence, with the with the folks being, you know, hung and lynched and tortured. Like like they always not just walked among them, but in many cases were killed like them. So, so there wasn't a, there wasn't um, a, a, a escape into the idealization phase um, of things. So, so yeah, I, it, I, I always sometimes I, I shouldn't say always because you know when I first got into Unity and New Thought, like most other folks, I drank the Kool Aid, and um, it took a while for me to go like, but, but wait a minute we we call jesus our way shower we use jesus as one of the examples of a of a spiritual avatar but jesus was also like a very you know brash social justice advocate and he was a regular you know, guy he 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 was he was a, a regular guy and a radical guy in terms of 
I, I will be a voice for the unjust. And, and he didn't shy away from that. You know, when we read the stories in the, in the gospels, there was, there was no shying away from that. Um, so I always, I eventually got a place of going, then why are we shying away from it? Um, and part of that was, was the, was the, like you say, being, being mired in the fantasy and the idealization of what we think we will be when we are, when we are in full spiritual realization. Yeah. As if it's a destination. As if it's a destination. There are no destinations. No, there isn't. No. And so I don't, so well, I. Well, except I, maybe, except maybe death. I think death. Oh yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to this, you know, pause thing and, right. you know, pause and, you know, the fixing compulsion, right? Yeah. That's what, that's what I find kind of harmful in, within new thought circles is the fixing, right? The metaphysical yeah. malpractice, um, you know, the entitlements, um, because I'm a, you know, a child of God, I'm entitled to blah, blah, blah. Right. I, I don't know that we think about that enough in the way, you know, it's sort of that running underneath, um, that we say things or, you know, the perfect pattern of something. And, um, I don't know, there's just this very, you know, that seems kind of fuzzy at times and a little harder to put the finger on the entitlements that, that we have that we don't realize. Yes. Yes, yes indeed. Yes, indeed. And so our moving on to our O, our second O is othering. So we have capacity, owning, maturity, pause, and then othering. Othering our self-images and self-narratives. Uh, in order to encounter the self beyond the self, including the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly, the broken, and the messed up or the fucked up, she says sometimes, in everything and everyone. Right. She has a, you know, a saying that's, you know, to know that I'm cute and pathetic at the same time. Um, so othering our self images and our self narratives, right? We, we uh, distance ourselves from how we see ourselves, the good, the bad, and the ugly, messed up, and, and the stories we tell ourselves. So um, bringing all of, all of it in, right? Not othering. Yeah any ugly pieces or, oh, that's, that's not my authentic self. No, all of it's your authentic self. <laughs> You're right. authentically being an asshole, you know, so just own it. You're authentically being, you know, compassionate, um, you know, support person, own it. You know, I, yeah. I don't, I've, I long ago moved away and I may be on my own with this one, but being authentic it seems to have been relegated to I'm being authentic if I'm expressing the good stuff. And yes. I'm like, yeah, no, anything you're expressing is authentically you. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think I understand what they're really meaning, but yeah, I yeah. think it's dangerous. I think it separates us. I think it keeps us from, I think it's an othering practice. Let me put it that way. Agreed. 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 And 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 part of the othering also is refusing refusing to. I think the othering goes back to the complicitness, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, they the the magical they created this mess. I am not part of them. Therefore, right. I didn't create this mess um, as, as well. So, and and that's that's I think. It, it, has been reaching its height in our 
political polarization. Um, and, and it's so hard. We talked about this when we did our um, beloved community episodes and we talked yeah. about how nonviolence was, 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 was fighting the systems, not the people. And often right. we conflate, we conflate the two, right? And, and we make it about the people and it's so hard. It's so hard to forget that, that the faces of oppression are not the oppression, right? So, right. you know, if, you know, we, we, we got an election, uh, you know, coming up, we got Trump versus Biden again, and if Biden wins, fingers crossed, because nobody wants Trump to be president. Well, I didn't say nobody, most people, a lot of people don't want Trump to be president again. And, but if Trump doesn't win, it doesn't mean all that Trump is the face of disappears. Right. Right. So we, we gotta we gotta do a little bit of both and here. We gotta go like, yes, let's get out more feet, less vote, so we don't have this like pseudo wannabe authoritarian as president. And we have to realize that him not being elected doesn't end things. He didn't win the last election and you know yeah. all 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 that he represented, if anything, got stronger, got yes. bigger. Yes. Right. Yep. So, so yeah, there's, there's that. So the other end doesn't help. You know, I, I, I think what helps is, is the, is the realization that we, that, that, you know, many, we, we're all complicit, but also we kind of all have those same core needs. We prefer right. about how we go around getting them, right? We, we want, we want safety. We want, uh, we want to be provided for. Uh, we want to protect our loved ones. We we just have a lot of basic core human needs, which you'd think would bond us together. But the disagreements come with uh, how do we get how do we get those needs met um, on a lot of levels, and then we we're pitted against each other. Well, we just you know when shit happens, we we tend to think it's somebody else's responsibility that we're just innocent bystanders, bystanders, and we're not really connected to it in any way. Um, you know, we just put outside of us the blame and we wind up repressing um, to protect our own self-image. So here we are othering. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there's a, oh my God, what TV shows I watching? I forget. But this woman was like a middle school principal and some kid was having a really, really bad breakdown and literally took a dump in the hallways. Oh. <laughs> and the, and the janitor wouldn't clean it up because the janitor is like, yeah, fecal matter is not under my contract of the things oh that my I gosh. clean up. Right. So it was, it was just this whole, like, it sat there for days. It's a whole thing of like, who's going to clean the shit up? <laughs> Nobody wanted to clean the shit up. And finally, the woman who's a middle school principal, she like goes out and buys a bunch of cleaning supplies to clean the shit up. And then oh the principal God. didn't want to reimburse her for the cleaning supplies because he's like, you didn't, you didn't get, you didn't get uh, advanced authorization and we don't reimburse uh, all that. She goes, but there was shit in the hallway and nobody wanted to clean it up. It was, and I was watching that going, yeah, this, yeah, that's, that's exactly how life goes. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so speaking of all these things, the capacity, the owning, the maturity, the pausing and the other end, we need to develop the stamina, the stamina 
and sobriety to show up differently, to do what is needed rather than what is pleasurable, easy, comfortable, comfortable, consumable, or convenient. Develop the stamp. And all those descriptors, pleasurable, easy, comfortable, consumable, convenient. Like that means a lot of things, but if that's not like a nice descriptor of, of a lot of our spiritual circles, I don't know what is yeah. and why we, de- why we gravitate to a lot of spiritual teachings. Um, yes, a lot of us do it with, with good intentions to transform ourselves and connect to, you know, the bigger all that is. But a lot of us also are doing it because it's, it's easy. It's comfortable. Um, yeah, it's it's pleasurable, um, and nothing wrong with seeking things that are pleasure. Uh, we talk about pleasure as as a form of activism, but getting stuck in it is the issue. And yeah. then, do we have the stamina to for the long haul, right? So, so I, 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 we always talk about, or we have talked about how, you know, twenty twenty. Um, after George Floyd's murder, a lot of white America realized we weren't as post-racial as they thought we were. And, right. I, I had, right? when people started using that term post-racial, I'm like, am I living somewhere else? I, yes. Yes, you are. You are living in your own deluded idealization, apparently. Well, there you go. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's a place to not build stamina. How's that? Not, not, not exactly, exactly, exactly so yeah so so you know they're all uh and some you're listening you, you you did this you jump into book groups you joined our work you joined the work of other people you, you know you're like yes let's do dei let's do all these things and you were in it and then two years later it's like oh wait racism hasn't gone away yet uh what's yeah. happening we, we were on this we thought we were gonna fix it and now three four years later it's like yeah we're all tired <laughs> folks are tired they stopped showing up to things. They stopped talking about it. They stopped doing things. Yeah, our our good yeah. two three year effort didn't really move the needle much. Right. So you know, yeah. Uh, so so the so the stamina for the for the long haul um, is is what's is what's needed. Well, and I just want to say before we move to the last one, the T. <clears throat> I just also want to say something about stamina. You know, one of the I think one of the elements of stamina is resilience, right? Our capacity to to kind of move back and forth, to stretch ourselves, to which comes back to the first C, the capacity, right? That we the first C was capacity for holding space and its capacity for being in discomfort, like building our capacity for being in discomfort. But I also want to say that stamina, um, you know, yes, it's it's um doing the the what's uncomfortable, right? And it's it's um encountering and being with the good, the bad, the ugly, the messed up, the broken, the beautiful. Um, but it's it's also we want to pay attention to not just putting our head down and driving through and got to get it done and pushing because, you know, have to do it so that, you know, to build stamina. I, I, I just want to there is a there can be a gray area in there, um, you know, when building stamina um, that it's a it's an ongoing thing it's like you know you go to the gym you slowly build muscles so that's you know the stamina i just don't want you know often we hear from people well i'm just exhausted you know okay so back off a little bit here or there but not give it all up and 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 
and you mentioned the gym. Yes, you go to the gym, you work out, you build up your stamina, and you maintain your stamina by continuing to work out. You don't, yes. you don't, you don't yeah. stop working out, right? right? You don't, you don't. As I have learned, you don't build a nice muscular definition and go like, "All right, I'm good." Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. and then stop going to the gym, because uh, because then you revert back to your not not as fit self. And uh, to be clear, to be clear, uh, that was because I started nomading and didn't have constant access and then but then i realized i just using that as an excuse uh because you know so now now this is down the rabbit hole now now i'm getting back into or really embracing you know more body resistance calisthenic kind of workouts mm. and yeah. i'm realizing i kind of really don't like working out um <laughs> <laughs> but part but part of that is that i let my stamina lapse so now i gotta rebuild mm. the stamina again <clears throat> to get in to the groove of it but um but yeah but i'm getting i'm getting there um i'm like for example almost most mornings i walk three miles when i wake up in the morning I walk for an hour this is the podcast it's great i enjoy it and like there's some mornings also when you talk about backing off where it's like i got five six hours of sleep i kind of really don't have it in me today so i'd love we'll, to get six hours of sleep we'll we'll walk tomorrow oh no i got listen if i don't get seven to nine like I, i'm not much good like i mean i've been yawning a few times on this <laughs> okay <laughs> this so then let's wrap up uh <laughs> we don't want you falling asleep here um, no we don't <laughs> <laughs> so the last t compost the t is turning and turning toward unlimited responsibility um turning you know I, sit with that for a moment unlimited responsibility we have unlimited responsibility for this world but it's you know she talks about turning toward unlimited responsibility with compassion with openness with serenity with solidarity mutuality um you know the turning toward unlimited responsibility for the good the bad the beautiful the ugly the broken the fucked up with compassion, with serenity, with solidarity, without investing in the, you know, the modernity, the colonial thinking of purity, protagonism, progress, and popularity. Um, that's a... And, sorry, and I was going to say, when I, when I read that sentence, especially mm -hmm. the, so the purity, you know, the perfectionism of things, the protagonism, the, we got to, we got to other, make an enemy. Yep. Uh, progress is that like we have to get somewhere we have to be keep moving forward I don't know that we need to do we really you know and and what that brought to mind and, and I've talked and written about this um, you know the recent like developments in AI and the breakneck mm. speed in which yeah. um, organizations companies uh, platforms are integrating it even though it's not fully baked yet right but but it's that whole you know back to capitalism if we if we don't get there first we're gonna lose out so so they're so they're forcing on us i was i was conventioning with you yesterday during during our meeting like every time now i'm opening uh, a google service whether it's google docs or my gmail or anything you know it is blasting me with hey gemini or new version of ai is here yeah integrate it into all your things you're like <laughs> no i don't want to i right. don't I'm you can't okay make with, me. Can't make me. I'm still okay with writing my own emails right 
now. Like I really am. And until yeah. you get this thing baked properly and stop telling people like I graduated from from Harvard or Howard or whichever university did not go to. Right. <laughs> until we get there. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not I'm not being like a curmudgeon get off my lawn sort of deal. I'm being like, you know what? I rather wait till this is a little more well baked before I turn over my entire life to it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that person. You know, nope. I don't I don't mind being on the tail end of 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 things uh because yeah there's gonna be a lot of shit broken and again you know i hate i hated that mantra from silicon valley move fast and break things it's like no how about we we take our time take our time because yeah. some things that you break can't be put back together well some things are supposed to be broken or they already are and something and some things are supposed to be broken as well but 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 breaking for the sake of breaking yeah. is not, I think, a necessarily good way uh, to go. But I got off track again. This is, this is how you know I'm tired, man, because I'm just like losing, losing focus all over the place. But yes, compassion, serenity, openness, solidarity, mutuality. And that mutuality also is a thing that really harkens for me about uh, like a spiritual um, a spirituality red flag, because a lot of spirituality or spiritual practices tend to have that 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 intimation of this is this is it's just me just me doing this work is my own personal transformation and it in 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 many ways it's that like applying that rugged individualism into our spiritual growth right so 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 that's part of this work as well to look and see this part of the compost and look to see where we we have we have internalized as spiritual communities and into our spiritual principles a lot of these systems of oppression when we talk about you know decolonizing our spirituality that that's sort of what we're alluded into uh, you know not just not just changing everything to gender neutral language but to really look and see like what 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 are some of the traits of this system of oppression that are embedded in our teachings and in the way we do our spiritual practice and right. And, and are we brave enough to address those in ourselves and in our community and in our movements and and have the challenging conversations and realize, again, it's not going to happen overnight or next yeah. week. We need we need we need the stamina for the long run. And we, we, we need a pause in that compulsion to, like, fix it right away and all the things. So. Um, so one of the one of the. Uh, I, I want to begin to close by inviting folks to visit the website decolonialfutures.net. Decolonialfutures.net, and I'll do my best to remember to put the link in the in the show notes. Um, but this is the website that the collective, the author, create, founded, is a part of. And there's a page on there where she talks about 101 ways to avoid dealing with shit. Right, and I and I love this list because I don't know. I think about sixty of them. It's like she had a camera or a drone on my life. I know, right? I was yeah. like, "This is for you, right? We can no longer eat our way out of it, drink our way out of it, fuck our way out of it, write our way out of it, nope. uh, self self pity our way out of it, fantasize our way out of it, uh, donate our way out of it." love and care our way out of it and that one i was like ooh, ooh, right because because i mean love is love is love is the core of everything 
Um, yeah. You know, we can't charity our way out of it. Uh, we can't, even though I just mentioned decolonize it, decolonize our way out of it. Um, and the last one, last one I really love, we can't be one with the flowers, forests, and whales out of it. Say that and again. She, uh, we can't be one with the flowers, forests, and whales out of it. So that, you know, right, just, right, right. Just, just look at the good. Um, well, that's a, you know, that's the um, the challenge I have with, you know, with spiritual circles, especially new thought. Yeah. We'll yeah. hummingbird our way out of it. Says we can't yoga our way out of it. We can't worship our way out of it. Right. Um, she says we urgently need to be intimate with it in order to be taught by it, to find joy in the painful process of composting it. We need yeah. to create space for fertile soil where what will grow is still unknown. And yeah. remember that when it comes to genuine change, no shit, no starter. And I've decided that that I'm, I'm getting rid of the no mud, no lotus. That's like, I'm, I'm, I'm removing that from my lexicon and I'm replacing it with no shit, no starter. Yep. Maybe that's what we should call the episode title. Okay. <laughs> let's let's, let's, let's do, that. do that. We were originally going with, what we were originally going with? Composting our shit. Let's right. go with no shit, no, no shit, no starter. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead and change it in Trello. We'll change it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. We got to, I, I, I think that's what we should go with. I like um, it. <laughs> so, um, uh, hold on. I'm, I'm like trying to do it in real time here so I don't forget. Because I will forget. <laughs> all right. So I've done that. <laughs> so, so we want to invite you all into the composting with us. Let us compost together and on our own individual and collective both and um and if you and we also want to invite you to get the get the book get the book yeah. right um and and do the reading do some composting and even if you do none of those even if you don't get the book and do the reading because you've heard us talk about it and go like yeah we're not ready for that um at least at least be with this these the this acronym of the composting and and with compassion uh what's the one compassion serenity openness uh begin to look at yourself and your life and again it's not about fixing right away it's just yeah. in the observing the sitting in it the letting it let letting it turn you <laughs> uh and and see and see what comes out of it um and if you want to mark your calendars if you want to engage if you do this work for the next month i want to engage in some conversation um our book group is having a follow-up meeting we did our six weeks and we're having a follow-up meeting on the night of march 25th that's monday march 25th at 8 30 uh, p.m eastern time on zoom we're having no, seven you know, seven thirty sorry sorry um I'm, I'm in Atlantic time. I forgot. I'm looking yeah. at my calendar. 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, we invited the participants in our group to in, to take on the compost in for a month, right? There's a lot of stuff in the book, but just this one thing, just the compost in, like embrace it, be with it, sit with it for a month, and then let's talk about what our experience has been. Yeah. Um, so if you want to jump in on that discussion, because uh, you've done some compost in, um yeah do join us and 
for all we know, it might it might become a monthly or every monthly gathering because because we again this is a communal effort, not just an individual effort. Right. So we gotta gotta be dialogue and discussion with each other. Um, so thank you for joining us on the journey. Um, and just a reminder: visit projectsanctus.com for information about the affinity groups, about our self-based course. Um, visit my site, revogenhold.com, for info about the men's group. Oh, I forgot to tell you about my Substack, my newsletter, uh, necessarytrouble.substack.com. If you want some of my musings and my rants and all my things, you can do that there as well. Uh, please tell your friends about the podcast. And as always, if they don't know what a podcast is, we're online at withloveandjusticeforall.podbean.com, and they can listen to it on the old school interwebs um, thank you for your donations to keep the train on the tracks at projectsanctus.com slash donate and until we meet again let's get our holy on